Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Joel Malkin for WJNO.com. My election spotlight on the city of Lake Worth Beach. Very busy city on Tuesday, March 9th with uh, four elections. They have four races there, including the one for District 2 on the city commission. Uh, the incumbent, Carla Bloxen, she was appointed by the city commission in December to uh, fill the remainder of the term of former Commissioner Omari Hardy, who was elected to the State House of Representatives. Um, other candidates in this race, the challengers, uh, Paola Branda, Christopher McVoy, and Ryan Oblander. And uh, we have Carla Bloxen on the line. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. All right. Um, let's. Uh, so you were appointed in December. Um, is this uh, obviously everybody that um, everybody had, people had to apply to be appointed? So was this something that previously uh, to uh, Mr. Hardy uh, leaving the commission that, that was something that you had wanted to do previous to that, or was it just kind of a spur of the moment thing? Going, oh, there's a seat. Maybe I'll, uh, you know, maybe I'll vie for that. Actually, the people did not have to apply. Uh, the sole decision was up to the remainder of the commissioners that were on the dais at that time. Okay. And in the, in September, when Omari left, they actually decided not to fill the seat until after people had qualified. But I had been approached as early as August about possibly filling the seat and possibly running for the office. So I think that they had an idea that they wanted me. But people didn't apply, and other than them asking me about it, we really didn't have an in-depth discussion, you know, about my filling the seat for Omari. And then in December, when they decided that they were going to make a decision, the commissioners and the mayor voted unanimously to invite me to join them. So, but we didn't have to apply, actually. Okay. I was under that impression. I'm sorry. Um, So, uh why do you feel uh, that uh, they they chose you? Because I'm sure you weren't the only one who wanted to. Uh, you know, no, I, I think I think they chose me because of the many years that I volunteered in the city and I've served on several boards already, um, the Human Relations Board, Community Relations Board. I'm sorry, and the Electrical Utilities Advisory Board, and I. I'm on several boards in, in other parts, like I'm president of my neighborhood association, the Vernon Heights Property Owners Association. I belong to the Garden Club, the Women's Club. And so I've had a long history of volunteering and building consensus with people. I knew all of the commissioners from working with them at one time or another on different projects. So I think that they knew that I would be able to be a good fit with uh, their vision for the city. With regard to your neighborhood association, I, I believe that uh, another candidate in this race, uh, uh, Ryan Oblander, that uh, you work closely with him on that? Uh, Ryan is with another neighborhood association that is next door to mine. Okay. All right. Uh, mine is from Vernon Heights Property Owners Association, and we have 110 homes in our development, and they're all uh, deed-restricted to belong to the Property Owners Association. 
What, um, as far as your, um, what experience can you take from uh, both uh, the HOA uh, being president of that, uh, because it is similar to a to a city commission when you think about it, mm-hmm. um, and and some of the other positions uh, that you've held around the city. Um, talk about how that experience could help you in this job. You know, I've been the president of our association for several years now, and with 110 homes, it's roughly 220 people at least, and uh, we've had different um, projects that we worked on. We needed to raise money, and we we have money from our our budget each year um, from the dues that they pay, but we listen to our stakeholders. We have a monthly meeting. Uh, We look around the development and decide the things that we need to work on. And uh, we do that. And so I've learned how to build a consensus with the seven people that are on the board. And we don't always agree, but we at least agree to be respectful of one another and try and solve our problems and have a common goal. Uh, so you weren't. That that... Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. No, finish. you can finish. No, I, I think that uh, on the other boards that I've been on, uh, one, one thing I've done recently is work on the unity wall. And so that has involved the artist. I was the artist chair. And also getting the buy-in from the people who live in the neighborhood and getting them to participate in deciding what type of art that they wanted to see on the wall. And all of these things aren't without controversy. So I think that I'm able to be a a motivated self-thinker. You know, I don't have to necessarily follow the crowd, but I think that I do try and weigh the options and make the best outcome. Um, you weren't uh, being appointed in uh, mid-December. You uh, didn't spend time on the city commission uh, during the the height of the pandemic, with regards to some of the the, the shutdowns and and all the other things. But I wanted to ask you how you feel that the city um, performed with regard to the COVID response. I think the city did a good job. Um, We instituted having the fire service come in and do the COVID testing, and that was very important. And because a lot of our people don't have cars and they don't have money, and and so we were able to provide that as far as the response. And also uh, there were different nonprofits uh, I I work with for the children, and one of the things that we had was a neighborhood, neighbor-to-neighbor program through the United Way, and we were able to identify families that needed special help that may fall through the cracks or not qualify from direct funding. But we also helped them to get uh, money for their utility bills and their rent. You know, we went out into the community to reach the people that wouldn't necessarily come to us or, or wouldn't know what programs were available. And I think that that's very important during the COVID. Uh, one of the things I worked with, 32 families over the course of a year, and I talked to them about nutrition, and this was going on during the COVID, so we had to go to Zoom. But if we were going to prepare a meal, I would purchase all of the items and then give it to the families, and then we would have a Zoom meeting to prepare the meal. So it's thinking outside the box to accomplish the same mission, You know, so we just did it a little differently during COVID. But I think the city has done an excellent job. We recently uh, were able to vaccinate the seniors that live in the towers. And and that was very important because a lot of them are not leaving the towers. And so this past Monday or Tuesday, they were able to become vaccinated. And I'm really proud of that. What towers? What what are you referring to? I'm sorry. The the Lake Worth Towers. Okay. Uh, they, They live on the roundabout near the high school. 
but it's where our um, seniors, a lot of our seniors live. They have roughly 200 seniors in the, live in the towers. Um, one thing that's come up in uh, pretty much all of the races, and there's the four races, as I said, in the city of Lake Worth Beach on March 9th, um, one thing that's come up, uh, virtually all the challengers have, have mentioned um, to me that uh, their concern is uh, they make claims that the city commission doesn't listen to either all the residents. In some cases, I've been told any of the residents. Um, so I wanted to see if you could address that. Since I've been on the commission, I have seen the um, the commissioners listen. Uh, one of the concerns that residents have is that the conflict between the past mayor and Omari uh, did not shed the city in a good light. But that's not the same as saying all the commissioners. And we have to be very careful when we say all or nothing, because very few things are all or nothing. And I think that some of the commissioners listen better than others. But that's one of the things that I hope to change. But I also think that we should have office hours so that people can come and sit down with us. Every I would want to do it every time before commission meeting, at least two or three hours before commission meetings, to make sure that people's voices are heard. Are the it, um, are the city uh, buildings still not closed though at, at this moment because yes, of COVID? It is closed. It is closed, and so I go in at two o'clock on commission meeting day, and I make phone calls. I I you know I'm always able to look at my voicemail and respond to people via voicemail. So I think that we can do it with the city being closed. One of the things I'd like the city to do is to open as soon as possible. I know other municipalities have been open. Um, but we, we have an older building, and it may not be as easy but I'm sh easy to do, but I'm quite sure that that's going to be a push in the coming months that we reopen as soon as possible. What, what is your, as far as being an older building, you're saying social distancing is more difficult? It is. It, okay. it, it's, more, it's, it's more difficult, and the staff, uh, a number of them are working from home some days, and it's a skeleton crew usually at City Hall. And so to reopen, we'd have to bring all of them back. And then allowing people to come in, you know, we'd have to have someone to be at the, the door to take the temperatures and, and do take as many precautions as necessary. Right. But that is a move that we should move, a direction we should move into. Another thing that comes up uh, amongst many of the challengers uh, uh, around the city commission races, um, term limits. Um, not necessarily so much in this race, but in some of the others, because we uh, do have city commissioners that have been there close to 10 years, the other three, uh, the other three seats. And um, the challengers, many of them are saying, you know, there should be term limits in Lake Worth Beach. What are your thoughts? I believe in term limits. I think that this is, is not a career. This is a opportunity to be of service to the city. And so I think two terms is more than sufficient. But while you're on doing those two terms, you have to make sure that you're grooming someone else and that someone else will be willing to step into that seat. So it, it's not just uh, that at the end of two terms, you just say, okay, everyone's finished. And we have to certainly stagger it so we'd have some continuity on the commission, on the diet. But I think term limits are a good idea. 
All right, and, and the pool is another thing. And since you are an incumbent, um, this is something that uh, you know. There's been some. I, I don't want to use the word controversy, but there, you know, there's been the, the pool's been closed for several years. Uh, there was talk about six million dollars uh, allocated for the pool, and yet it's not being done. So, where, what are your thoughts on the pool? The the six million dollars is the last of the money that we have from penny sales tax. So it's the last unrestricted money. When we had the pool open, not very many people used it. And the pool, we have to decide if it's a core service, if that's something that we want to pay for, because the pool does not pay for itself. And and the money from the parking is being was being used to pay for the pool when it was open, but what it was underutilized. So, and then also because of COVID, we may not have as many people willing to use the pool as we did in the past. We have to decide, and when I say we, I mean an entire city, not just myself or not just the commission, to decide if we can afford to spend the $6 million on the pool and if our residents want us to do that. We have to stop. It's not pandering to a small group of people, but we can't let a small group of people make all of the decisions, especially something that's this important. I would like to put it up for a vote for all the citizens to say if they want the um, pool to be open and whether or not they want to spend the $6 million to pay for it or if they have another idea. I'm open to doing that if that's what the citizens decide, but I want it to be a decision of all of the citizens because we're all going to have to live with it. Uh, two follow-up questions to what you just said. Then, a, who are, who is the small group that you're? I'm assuming you're referring to that would uh, would want the pool opened. And then, b, if you put it to a vote, isn't that spending more money um, to potentially spend the six million? It, it's it's not a lot of money because we can add it to the uh, as a ballot question next year when we have the election. Uh, the office that I'm running for is only for one year. Next year, I would have to run again. So we are going to have an election. We can add it as a ballot question then. Such as we can also add term limits at that time. And then we would know how the citizens felt about it. And if all the citizens voted, that's okay. But And then there is a group that's been organized and has been working, and I've had a presentation from them to say um, we want the pool open and this is what we want, and I respect that. And I told the gentleman, I am not saying that I would not vote for that. I'm just saying that I want to make sure that all of the citizens have a voice. It was a very limited number of people who were using the pool in the last years that it was open. Okay. But uh, there, are cities, there are cities that pay for a pool. Um, certainly uh, Lake Lytle's pool, it, it costs them a lot of money each year, and they just eat that cost. Can Lake Work do that? And also, when we talk about the pool, are we talking about ongoing maintenance? Or if we have to replace the pool at some point, how are we going to have the funds for that? If you spend the $6 million on the pool, just be aware that maintenance is ongoing maintenance is going to be an issue. And do we have the funds allocated for that as well? All right, I'm going to uh, ask you if you have anything else that you want to uh, talk about before I get to my final question. Any other issues that you wanted to discuss? Uh, no, no, I'm fine. All right, uh, so just um, what you know, there are three or three other candidates in this in this race in addition to yourself. So why should voters choose you um, to uh, fill out this uh, one-year term? 
I think that I do a very good job in bringing balance to the commission. I think that I offer diversity, um, and it's it's not just being an African American. I am a woman, and I'm also a senior. So I think it's very important that we have as many perspectives on the dais as possible. I, I think that my experience speaks for itself. It's 25 years of experience. I didn't decide to just, and I really was reluctant to, to run for the commission, but I didn't decide uh, being selfish about it. I thought that I would be able to offer something to the citizens that would be something a little different and also willing to think outside the box and say, we can try this to try and, and reach the con consensus or, or reach a good conclusion. I think that I'm, I'm well suited for that. By the 25 years experience you're referring to, you're volunteering when you first came to the city in 96 and, and uh, all, all of the and, different and uh, organizations. Yes, and every year since then, you know, um, the Unity Wall is important. The Martin Luther King Interface Breakfast and the Potluck Dinner, I'm on that committee, and I also cook the food for that. Um, for the children, I've served on their board, and it's it's all around the city. I, I meet so many different women from all walks of life, and we, we talk about what we need as far as the city is concerned. And I've reached out to people to say, do you want the food? Uh, do you think that that's a core service? Do you think that's something that we can afford? And I'm not unwilling to say if I've made a mistake, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, and, and then we can move on. But we have to be flexible. And so I think that flexibility speaks for itself in all the different organizations that I belong to over the years since I've been here. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk to us, and more importantly, the voters. Uh, Carla Bloxen, uh, looking to be elected there to the uh, seat she's currently filling uh, in District 2 on the City Commission in Lake Worth Beach. Uh, thanks for coming on with me. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Have a good day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.